Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars podcast. I'm Peter Harper, the Managing Director and CEO of Asina Advisors. If you're not familiar with the business, we're a multifamily office advising foreign family offices and private clients on US direct investment and mergers and acquisitions. In this episode of the Wealth Management Series, we'll be discussing investing in Italian real estate with our special guest, Monia D. Monia, uh, it's great to have you here with us today. It'd be great if you could uh, introduce yourself and tell our listeners a bit about yourself uh, and your business. Hello to everyone. My name is Monia Di Guilmi. I am Italian and uh, I have been working as an international real estate agent for the past 10 years. I founded a brutal rural property uh, nine years ago in uh, 2012. And since then, we have been working with foreign clients from all over the world, mainly from U.S., to buy properties in Italy, especially in the central regions of Abruzzo and Molise. We are on the west coast of Italy. In the past few years, the international press and also uh, many TVs like the BBC or the CNN have been uh, broadcasting and talking about Abruzzo region. Abruzzo is uh, considered uh, the new Tuscany of Italy. And uh, we have been helping uh, clients to purchase their properties in this part of Italy. It's fantastic. A lot of our listeners are interested in, in learning about is just general information, right? For those folks out there that are have been to Italy a number of times, maybe on vacation, and they, they've fallen in love with the region and they think they might like to buy uh, real estate there. What is the sort of general process that, you know, as they're kind of starting to try and educate themselves on different regions and what markets make sense for a lifestyle and maybe for investment. How do you generally start that process with your clients? Well, uh, generally the uh, first thing to do is starting to look online and uh, find the the properties, obviously. Uh, If, uh, the client has no idea at all of where to buy in Italy because Italy it's a, a big country. Uh, well, they can start looking at the map and decide if they prefer to buy in the north of Italy or in the center or in the south. Uh, the south and the north are two uh, completely different uh, uh, parts of Italy. Uh, I would say the climate is different, the prices of houses is different. And this center is uh, in between. So it's really a compromise. It's also very easy to travel to the north or to the south from the center of Italy. So uh, when uh, the clients have started to uh, go online and find suitable properties, what is possible to do is to start to contact real estate agents. It's important to uh, find an English speaking agent because obviously unless uh, the buyer doesn't speak Italian, it will be uh, hard to communicate. And it's also important to find uh, a trustworthy agent. And uh, then uh, the negotiation will start. So through your agent, 
you can start a negotiation on the price of the house you have uh, selected. Usually here in Italy, uh, the prices of houses are negotiable. So it's possible to uh, try to place an offer and see uh, how far it can get. And then uh, the process is uh, to buy a house is uh, usually three or four months. And when your offer has been accepted, we start to work on what is called the preliminary contract. Uh, the preliminary contract is a pre-agreement where the buyer and the sellers states all the terms and conditions of the sale or purchase for the buyer. It's very important to know that the preliminary agreement is a binding uh, document, is a binding contract. Uh, the buyer uh, is required to pay a deposit that is usually 10% of the price of the property. And if uh, it pulls out, he will lose his, his deposit. So it's very important to understand this point. In case the seller pulls out, he has to pay double the deposit. Many clients uh, we deal with uh, felt a little bit uncomfortable to send a deposit, but this is how it works in Italy. And uh, the preliminary contract, it's an official document because it's registered at the uh, tax agency. Your broker uh, for you or yourself, if you are physically in Italy, can register this contract. And so it's something official. After usually uh, two or three or four months, in some cases, from the uh, signing of the preliminary contract, it's possible to complete the purchase in front of a notary. Here in Italy, to buy a house, you have to um, sign in front of a notary. You don't need a lawyer like in the US or in the UK, but you will need a notary. Uh, a notary in, in Italy is a public official, so he works for the government, but in the cases of uh, uh, property transactions, he works for the buyer. The buyer pays the notary. Uh, the notary has a university degree in law and then a further specialization in um, uh, purchase uh, matters. It's important, uh, if you don't speak Italian, that you find an English-speaking uh, notary to address all the questions in English, your broker should be able to uh, provide the details of some English uh, speaking notary. It's also uh, important that you find an English speaking notary because at the end, when you will have to transfer the money for your house, you will send the money to the escrow account of the notary. If you decide that you don't want to transfer the money to the escrow account of the notary, you can come to Italy, open a bank account, transfer your money from your US account to your Italian bank account, and then you can issue uh, bank checks for the sellers. This is really, really super helpful. So just to recap, you're saying that the really the only role of, of attorneys or advocates in this process is really in notary section, right? So when someone gets set up, they're working with you, they've found a property, they're negotiating, and they're signing off on this preliminary contract that's binding, do they involve 
attorneys at that legal representatives at that stage or normally when they're going to the final stage that they're dealing with attorneys what's the general practice uh, generally it's only at the end because the preliminary agreement is written by the realtor so it's written by uh, the broker uh, and also the broker at the stage of the um, signing of the preliminary contract will send to the notary all the documents related to the house so that the notary can start all the legal checks and also will provide an estimate to the buyer, an estimate related to the taxation he has to pay for the purchase and also the legal fees. So before committing uh, with the signing of the preliminary contract, the buyer already has a complete knowledge of all the uh, costs involved in the purchase. Okay, so the buyer, you're paying some notary fee, what percentage of the transaction do you have to pay in taxes? Uh, it's not a percentage of uh, uh, the price of the property, but it's a percentage of the assessed value of the property. Uh, it might seem difficult, but it is not, because uh, every house and even every uh, plot of land in Italy has an assessed value, a value that the government has given to that property in order to calculate taxes. This is for obvious reason because a property uh, can be sold or purchased at any price. The government doesn't charge the taxation according to the price you pay, but in accordance to the assessed value. Uh, so, for example, you can buy a house that is on the market for $200,000 and you can place an offer and buy it for $150,000 the government will still charge the taxation according to the assessed value, not to the price you pay. So uh, in Italy, uh, if you buy as a main residency, so the house where you will spend 185 days a year, you will pay the 2%, approximately 600 US dollars a year. But it will obviously change according to the value of the house, the size of the house and the location. So usually uh, it's around $600, but it can be a little bit more or slightly less according to the house. And always also regarding taxation, it's important to, to know that here in Italy, if you buy a house, and you sell it after five years from the purchase, you are not charged any capital gain tax. So this is a great advantage if you decide to buy a property that it's uh, low cost, so a property that maybe needs some restyling or some cosmetic works, and then you do the works, you enjoy the house for five years or even longer, you can even rent it. And after five years, if you resell the property at a higher price, you will not be charged any capital gain tax. Is that, is that with regardless of whether you're a resident of Italy or not? So folks that are, say, buying a house in Italy as a second home or third home? Yes, it's regardless. Everyone, even if it's a holiday home or a house for investment, uh, will not be charged any capital gain tax. 
So that's, that's a great incentive. Um, I think what I'm hearing is a lot of the things that you're putting out there that you're talking about is actually very similar to the, to the US. So for the most part, in most states within the US, they're, they're broker representative. Uh, I mean, some people will still have an attorney involved. There's no legal requirement to do that. And then you have you know, this idea of the escrow agent um, that has some similarities to, to what you have as far as the notary, albeit that you, know, you generally find the escrow agents in the US are far larger. Um, and even when you when you talk about transactional tax, a lot of it's a regional thing, but there are a lot of counties uh, around the US that will charge a percentage of the assessed value as far as a transactional tax, as well as uh, your property tax. So then, I think you know there is a lot of similarities. And we spoken to some other folks on this show about um, uh, France, and it seems as though. France has a lot more other differences. Maybe their challenges might represent challenges for American buyers. So, Monia, in your experience, then, given that um, that it's not necessarily normal for uh, buyers to have an attorney representing them, just how important is the role of the uh, broker? in the transaction, right? I, I imagine it is, you know, it's it's a very critical relationship because if you don't have that person who understands the nuances of the region as well as, you know, things for foreign buyers, that's when you can maybe end up making major, major mistakes. I'd be interested to hear your view on that. Yes, obviously it's uh, very important that uh, the buyer is able to find a broker that uh, is trustworthy and speak English. Uh, here in Italy, there is a big difference in comparison with the United States. The broker represents the buyer, but also represents the seller. So the broker will have a, a portfolio of properties and uh, he will represent both the seller and the buyer. For the matter that the broker has to have all the documents related to a house, a house that is selling. Uh, I know that in the United States it works differently. So the buyer contacts the broker and uh, the broker can uh, contact many other brokers to propose properties. Here in Italy, this is possible, but Usually, the broker will propose the houses of its own portfolio. And it's also possible to collaborate with other brokers, but it's not so usual. And how to find a broker that you trust if you are abroad, if you cannot travel to Italy, or if, if you rely just on the internet? Uh, I think that now it's possible to, to find a broker uh, checking the uh, reviews. There are pages like uh, Google Business or Trustpilot uh, or even Facebook uh, where it's possible to read the reviews of a, a company. And I also advise uh, the buyers to uh, try to contact some of the person who have left the reviews because sometimes the review can be fake. So it's good to start uh, a communication with someone who has already bought a, a house from uh, the same broker. And then obviously start to uh, 
make phone calls and sometimes also the feeling is important if uh, you have a good feeling towards that broker maybe uh, you are already in a good uh, in a good position and uh, we had uh, in uh, in the past couple of years we had many clients from us that bought remotely so they just had a video tour on whatsapp so a video call and they bought their houses without coming to see the houses just through a video call this might sound a bit uh, crazy or a bit uh, uncommon but they did and uh, because it we had travel restrictions they even both through the power of attorney so they gave me power of attorney to purchase a property that they saw just on a video call and this summer uh, u.s clients started to uh, travel again to italy and they saw their houses and they were all happy so I think, yes, it's important to find uh, the broker that you really trust when you are buying abroad. Um, and, and Monia, you know, just to, to close, I think it would be great just to hear your predictions for the market. I mean, is, is, is it a hot market at the moment for Italian real estate? It, it prices going up, what regions do you see that are where people are excited about them the most? What's your prediction and what do you think? Where do you think prices and the market generally is going to go over the next 12 months? Well, uh, I think there isn't a big difference uh, amongst regions. Prices have dropped of approximately 8% in the last couple of years. So now uh, we hope that uh, prices will start to increase a little bit. And the economy started to be better in uh, summer 2021. So probably prices will start to uh, increase a little bit. So uh, the difference was that while the price of the houses started to drop, the prices of uh, uh, houses for rent uh, for uh, tourist renters. Uh, so in a tourist location close to the beach, close to the mountains, uh, summer houses or winter houses, those prices uh, have arised over the 30 percent. Uh, probably because during COVID uh, we couldn't travel abroad or many Europeans couldn't travel in places like Mexico or Thailand and they came to Italy. So now I think buy a house that you can rent to tourists is a good opportunity because it's a good moment to, to buy because prices are still low and rentals have increased a lot. And regarding the area, I would say it's uh, very important to um, understand the purpose of the purchase. So if it's uh, to retire, so obviously it, it would be better to buy in a small town and not in a big metropolitan city. And if it's a house uh, to rent for holiday, so an investment, is, it's nice to find some uh, location that it's uh, known but not too expensive. Like for example, Tuscany, everyone knows Tuscany, but the prices are so high, even now, even with COVID, that maybe it's better to find a region that is not so famous and can provide better opportunities. I would say like Abruzzo also because it's considered the, the new uh, tourist destination. 
The prices of properties close to the beach tend to be high in comparison with prices of uh, houses a little bit more inland, let's say 30, 35 minutes drive from the beach. And where to buy is always a matter of uh, also budget. And if uh, the client has a unlimited budget, he can buy obviously everywhere. If the budget is limited, it's uh, obviously good to find some uh, buyer's market. Brilliant. Well, Monia, thank you very much for, uh, for taking the time to uh, join us today and give us uh, insight into Italian real estate. For any of our listeners, if you wish to learn more about Italian real estate or wealth management in general, visit our website, asinaadvisors.com. That is asinaadvisors.com. And thanks again. And uh, for those hunting for Italian real estate, happy hunting. Thank you. And uh, thank you for uh, the podcast.